Well, Happy New Year, and I hope that this is going to be an incredible new year for all of you. And uh, I don't know about you, but uh, I am really, really glad 2020 is gone. Anybody else glad 2020 is gone? Yeah. I mean, 2020 was a year of very bad news. And uh, I think a lot of pastors are really tempted to get up in this very moment. And you know what a lot of us are tempted to do is list off all the bad things that occurred. But I don't know about you. I'm done with that. I'm done with the bad news. I'm not going to list it off. And what I want you to know is that we know that 2020 was a pretty ugly year. Uh, By the way, it reminds me uh, of the lady who uh, was really tired of being locked in. So what happened is she was walking by a pet store, kind of doing an outdoor walk, and she saw a parrot. And she thought, you know what? I think that parrot would be a great pet for me. You know, so I have some voice. I have someone to talk to. So she walked up and she was looking at the parrot. And the parrot turned and looked at her. And the parrot said, lady, you're ugly. (laughs) And she's like, oh my gosh. And she goes into the pet store owner and goes, your parrot just insulted me. It told me I'm ugly. So he walked outside and he's yelling at the parrot. Don't ever say that again. A couple of days later, she's walking by and thought, maybe I ought to buy that parrot. And she walked up to it, looked at it. The parrot looked her right in the eye and said, lady, you're ugly. (laughs) So she goes into the pet store owner and goes, it insulted me again. So he said, all right, that's it. He walks outside, he grabs the parrot. He shakes it and shakes it and shakes it. Says, don't you ever do that again. Don't you ever do that again. He walks inside, she follows him. He goes to a freezer, opens it, sticks the parrot in and shuts it. She's like, no, 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 no. And he's like, no, it's okay, it's okay. Then he opens it up, takes it out, sets it back on, the, uh, on its uh, thing and said, don't you ever say that again. The parrot's just sitting there. The next day, she comes walking by the pet shop. She walks up to the parrot, and the parrot looks at her, says, lady, you know. (laughs) Okay, yeah. So 2020, you know, right? 2020, you know. But I want to really focus now in the coming weeks on good news, on great things. And I want us to focus on God and focus on the good. I want us to focus on God and focus on the good. Uh, listen to what it says in Philippians 4.8. It says, summing it all up, friends. Notice how it begins that. Summing it all up, friends. I'd say you'll do best by filling your minds and meditating on things that are true Noble, reputable, authentic, compelling, gracious. Now notice this next line. The best, not the worst, the beautiful, not the ugly, things to praise, not things to curse. That's what we're going to do. So week after week, we're going to begin this year focusing on the good, focusing on God. And here's how I want to begin today. No matter what's happened in your life, you can rise up. Uh, No matter what's occurred, you can overcome. Uh, And I want to say that some people in this season have fallen, but you know what? The Bible's clear. You can rise up. Some of you, by the way, have been tripped up. But the Bible's clear. You can get up and be strong again. The Bible says at some point, all of us are going to be tripped up. All of us are going to have a moment of failure and fall. But God will never leave you or forsake you. God will always be with you if you choose to be with him. So when you know Jesus, when you know Jesus, you're going to rise up. That means, by the way, 
at some point you're going to fall. Now, everyone at some point is going to fall. Proverbs 24 verse 16 says this, for a righteous man falls seven times. See, it's not that righteous people don't fall. It's not that those who are Christians don't have times of failure. But that's why we have a Messiah who comes to us in the midst of the mess. Get it? Messiah. And he ends up helping you to overcome and learn from it and get better through it. So it says, for a righteous man falls seven times and rises again. But the wicked stumble in a time of calamity. So during this time, more than ever, I want you and I to be people who focus on God, focus on the good, and allowing God, even if you've fallen, to help you rise up. And by the way, you may have fallen because you're tired. You're tired of all this. You're tired that you can't go out to eat. And, and, and you don't understand how some of the rules that are being made uh, can even get close to making sense. Uh, you may have uh, fallen because you're tired of virtual learning. You're tired of virtual learning. I think there are a lot of parents out there right now that want every teacher to get a raise. Uh, You know what? Because you've seen uh, what they go through on a daily basis. Uh, You may be tired uh, because, you know what? Things have gotten you down and you're not in the word like you used to be. You're not praising God like you used to. Maybe you're tired because you aren't sure about your finances. You quit giving. But the Bible says you can and will rise up when you focus on the right thing and do the right thing. And Jesus wants you to know that. You will rise up. You will rise up. So let me talk about two things that will assure your rise. Two things that will assure you're rising up. Number one is the Lord tells you you need to set your mind on the right things. I read Philippians 4.8 from the message. Let's read it from the New American Standard where it says this. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, anything worthy of praise, Think about these things. Think about these things. So the Bible says, I want you to think about the right things. I want you to focus on the right things. I want you to look at the good that's in the world, not the bad. And so you and I need to do that. So what are some of those right things that Jesus wants you to focus on? Uh, You know what? There's an old saying, by the way, I love. You ever heard this old saying, you can't keep a good man down? You ever hear that? Well, I don't know how true that is. I can tell you this, though. You can't keep a Christian down. You can't keep a Christian down because Jesus says you're going to rise up. 2 Corinthians 2.14, listen to what it says. But thanks be to God. Thanks be to God who always, not sometimes, not a few times, not could, but always leads us in triumph in Christ Jesus and manifests to us the sweet aroma of the knowledge of him in every place. Don't miss those words. By the way, Paul wrote that at a time that was difficult. Paul wrote that at a time that was chaotic. Paul wrote that at a time he wasn't sure what had taken place or what will take place. Paul wrote it during all those times, but he said this, I'm going to thank God, I'm going to focus on thanking God, and I know he will always lead me in triumph. So it may be a difficult time. It may be a tough season. But God on the other side has a victory coming for you and me. Uh, By the way, uh, you might want to write this down because I didn't put it in the notes. But it's Psalm 18, verses 28 and 29. This is how I started out the new year. It says, for you light my lamp. The Lord God illumines my darkness. 
For by you I can run on a troop, and by my God I can leap over a wall. Listen to that. Yeah, praise God for that. Is there a wall in front of you right now? Guess what? If you're a Christian, that won't stop you. You know why? God said you're either going to go through it or you're going to leap over it, but it will not stop you. You cannot be stopped when you are living your life with Christ Jesus. You may stumble, you may fall, but a righteous man does what? Rises up. Rises up. And you'll be more than a conqueror. Uh, Romans 8, verses 37 to 39. Man, these are verses to hang on to. They're good news verses. And it says, but in all these things. By the way, did you notice that again? Not some, not a few. In all. Did you grab that? Am I the only one? Uh, Right now, if you're online, in the chat, put all. All of you right now, turn to somebody next to you that you're not socially distancing from. And say all these things. Right now, tell them all these things. Not some things, but in all these things, you're going to do what? You're going to overwhelmingly conquer. By the way, did you notice it didn't just say you'd conquer? You'd overwhelmingly conquer. So it says, but in all these things, we overwhelmingly conquer through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor any created thing will be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus my Lord. In all these things we overwhelmingly conquer. By the way, that's what I want you to think. I praise God for that. You will conquer during a time of COVID. You will conquer during stay-at-home orders. You will conquer virtual schooling. You will conquer economic challenges. For those of you who are single, and you say it was already hard enough to meet the right person, you will somehow conquer and come through. By the way, there's some of you need to hear this. You will conquer your dysfunctional family. (laughs) On the chat, list your family's name. No, don't do that. Don't do that. You know what? Nothing. Nothing will stop you from rising again when you focus on the good and you focus on God. Nothing will stop you from conquering in Christ Jesus and knowing God's love. The Bible's clear that if you're in Christ, you will fall, but you will rise up. You will rise up. It eventually will come. Look at this passage. You've got to read all this with me. Micah chapter 7, verse 8. Do not rejoice over me, O my enemy. Though I fall, I will rise. Did you see those words? Though I fall, I will what? I will rise. I will rise. Though I dwell in darkness, the Lord is a light for me. I will bear the indignation of the Lord because I have sinned against him until he pleads my case and executes justice for me. He will bring me out to the light and I will see his righteousness. Then my enemy will see and shame will cover her who said to me, where is the Lord your God? My eyes will look on her, and at that time she, not not you, she will be trampled like mire in the street. I I don't know about you, that passage gets me excited. All the enemies out there are going down. All the unrighteous will stay down, but the righteous, the ones who focus on God, will rise up. Why? Because the Lord has you. The Lord has you. That's why you'll rise, because the Lord will give you the strength, and the Lord will lift you up. Psalm 37, verse 23 says this, The steps of a man are established by the Lord, and he delights in his way. 
When he falls, so we'll fall at some point. When he falls, he will not be hurled headlong because the Lord is the one who holds his hand. The Lord's the one who holds his hand. Now, I I don't know about you, but um, man, I love getting outside. I love doing fun things. So uh, a a while back, a while back, we got to go to Colorado to see our grandkids. It was wintertime. It's freezing cold. And so I said to you guys, do you guys want to go ice skating? And they're like, yeah, we want to go ice skating. They had never been ice skating before. Now, I'm I'm trying to be honest with you. I'm going to just put it out there. When I was in high school, I was a great ice skater. I'm not talking just good. I was great. I took girls ice skating to impress them. So I thought, I'm going to take my grandkids and impress them. But what I did not know is ice skating's not like riding a bike. In other words, at least for me it wasn't. It wasn't like, hey, you just get out there on the ice and it all comes back. All of a sudden, I, I, I say to my grandkids, we get on our skates, I go, watch this. And I go to go out on the ice and bam, I fall. My legs go out from under me. I hit hard and it got worse. It got worse. Five little junior high girls rushed to my aid. <laughs> they were super cute. They were super caring. It made it more embarrassing as they skated up. And looked at me, are you okay, old man? And, uh, and, and in that moment, I realized I'm in trouble. But I got up and I skated a few times and it started to come back. And then it was time for my grandkids. Now, to be honest, they had seen me go down. So they now are more afraid. Like they don't want to fall. So I reach out to Eleanie, my oldest granddaughter who was there. And I said, do you want to go first? And she's like, yeah. And I grab her hand and she's never skated before. But I finally got it back. And as we're going, I've got her, I've got her, I've got her. There are a few times she almost fell but I'm big enough, strong enough, I can hold her up. And she never hurled headlong. She never went down hard. And after a while, she got it to the point. I actually flung her, and she started going on her own. So now it was Tatum's turn, and I got her. And then it was Liam's turn. That was the tough one, because Liam's almost in junior high, and he did not want to hold Papa's hand. Because those cute junior high girls were there. But as long as he did, he did not go down. He might have floundered. He might have had that moment. Look at what I'm telling you here. In this season, God says, I've got your hand. I've got your hand. And even though you might get unsteady, even though you might falter, even though your legs might slip, I am going to hold on to you and lift you up. Psalm 46 verse 1 says, God is a refuge and strength. Listen to this, a very present help in trouble. By the way, don't miss those words, very present, very present. He's always with you. He's always focused on you. He never runs from you. God is the God of the now. God is the God of the I am. And in this moment, he is the ever-present one, even in your time of trouble. It says, therefore, because of that, we will not fear. Though the earth should change, though mountains slip into the heart of the sea, though the waters roar and foam, Though the mountains quake at its swelling pride. There's the Hebrew word there, selah. Selah or selah. Probably selah is right. What's that mean? It means rest. You know what? That's a beautiful word. Why? Some of you right now need to take a breath and rest and know God's got you. 
You need to take a breath and rest and maybe even reach out your hand and say, hold my hand. Because let me tell you the good news. You may not be able to handle it, but there's nothing God can't handle and overcome for you. And he will never leave you and he'll never forsake you. And if you focus on him and focus on good, guess what? You're going to rise up. So what do we need to do? We need to set our mind on the right things. That's number one. Number two, to rise up, you have to do the right thing. To rise up, you've got to do the right thing. Not only do you need to focus on God, you've got to choose to do the good, uh, even when it isn't easy. God will help you when you feel lonely, afraid, worried, unsure, angry, downcast, if, if you focus on him and if you commit and start doing the right things. Uh, by the way, the first thing I do whenever I'm having those times of struggle is I start quoting scripture. I quote scripture. By the way, I'm going to tell you that's one of the right things to do. Quote scripture. Go to faith. Uh, one of my favorite passages to quote is found in Psalm 42.11 and in Psalm 43.5. It's in both places. Twice it's mentioned in two different psalms. And it says this. It says, why are you in despair, O my soul? And why are you disturbed within me? Hope in God, for I shall again praise him, the help of my countenance and my God. So do you know what I do? I, I, when I'm in that moment, I'm struggling. When I'm feeling down, I actually get out that, that verse and I say, why are you downcast, Chuck? Why are you downcast, oh, my soul? I, I say, you know, hope in God, I will again praise him. And I start praising him. I quote scripture and I praise God. That's doing the right thing. That's not the only things I'm going to do, but it's choosing to do the right thing. And so, you know what? I say those words, I will praise you. I will praise you. I will praise you. And I do it. Catch this. I do it till it affects my face. Now, you might not be thinking with me, but I want you to track. Get ready. I do it till it affects my face. Uh, sometimes your face says a lot more than you think it does. I don't know if you heard about the little girl who ran up to her mom and goes, Mom, why are you so sad? And the mom said, Honey, I'm not sad. And the little girl said, Then you forgot to tell your face. <laughs> I'm not trying to be mean, but some of your faces are telling a story right now, you know? Yeah. Yeah, you know what's interesting? The Bible has a lot to say about your face. It, the Bible uses a word for that called your countenance. Your countenance. And so I say those words till it affects my face. I say those words till it lifts me up. Uh, in the Bible, in the very beginning, Adam and Eve had two sons, Cain and Abel. Uh, most of us believe they were twins. By the way, I think that's interesting. We think they were twin brothers, Cain and Abel. Uh, the word Cain means manly or begotten one. Uh, he's the strong, manly, begotten one. The word Abel means frail or sick, but a breath. So probably what happens, Eve probably had Cain first and held the strong baby boy. And then she gave birth to this one who was struggling, barely able to catch his breath. And Cain grows up uh, uh, doing the hard kind of labor, the strong man kind of things. Abel is a keeper of the flock, which basically was pretty easy to do because he couldn't handle the harder work that was needed. Over the course of time, both grew to be men. And it came time to bring an offering to the Lord. And Cain brings an offering of the fruit of the ground. 
But Abel brings a lamb to sacrifice. Abel is bringing an offering that the Old Testament says is for thanks, which isn't always wrong. But Abel's bringing an offering of a sacrifice of blood for forgiveness of sin. Do you already see where this is going? Cain is coming in pride and Abel's coming in humility. And God looks down and will only, only accept Abel's offering. He will only accept that one because he's looking at someone who's humbling himself before the Lord. Someone who's saying to God, I want to do the right thing. And I need forgiveness for all the times I've done the wrong thing. And so at that moment, God accepts Abel and Cain becomes angry. The pride he was already feeling, the, the self a confidence that was way too much was already taking over. And so in that moment, God looks down at him and he sees, Cain, you're heading the wrong direction. And where did it show? Are you ready? It showed on his face. And then in Genesis chapter 4, it says, but for Cain and for his offering, God had no regard. So Cain became very angry and his countenance fell. His face showed it. Then the Lord said to Cain, why are you angry? Why has your countenance fallen? And look at this next word. This is a big one. Get ready. If. Do not miss that word. It may seem small, but it's huge. If, if, if. What does if mean? If means you can choose. Let me be honest with you right now. No matter what's occurred in your circumstances, you can choose faithfulness. No matter what's occurred in your circumstances, you can choose praise. No matter what you're dealing with, you could choose to believe uh, that God will cause you to overcome. Because what did we see already? If you're in Christ, you're not going to just conquer. You're going to overwhelmingly conquer. And so God is looking at Cain like very often he looks at you and I. And he says this word, if, 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 if you choose, if you want to. You have a choice in this. And he says to Cain, if you do well. Now notice that. Not just think well, you got to do well. You got to get the right focus, but you got to get the right actions. Not just think well, you got to do well. And he said, if you do well, will not your countenance be lifted up? And if you do not do well, sin is crouching at the door and it's desirous for you, but you must master it. He goes, you can master it. You cannot be dictated by the circumstances. You do not have to be defined by your past. Uh, 2021 could be amazing for you if you do well, if you do well. And what does that mean? It means to praise God, quote the promises of God, be in the word of God, uh, be a doer of the word. It means to give your tithe to God. It means to do loving acts of kindness. And, and a lot of people, whenever we talk about that, here's what they're going to say. But I don't feel like it. Do you know what? In the Bible, God doesn't care if you feel like it. He wants you to be faithful, not feeling. Do you see the difference between the two? You know what? If you don't feel like being a good husband, be a good husband. You don't feel like uh, loving your kids, love your kids. You don't feel like getting up in the morning and go to work. What should you do? You go to work. You don't feel like forgiving, forgive. You don't feel like praising God, get ready, praise God. And if someone says, but then it won't be real. No, it's more real. Why? Because you're doing it out of faith, not out of feeling. Your feelings will never, ever take you to where you want to be. Uh, I love what, uh, uh, the, uh, I was watching the Ohio State game. I don't know if I want to call that a game. 
But anyway, Ohio State. Uh, uh, and here's what Coach Day said. He said this. He said, I told my players I want them to play with emotion, but I don't want them to be defined by their emotions. You see that? I don't want you to be controlled by them. So you can have emotion, but they cannot rule your life. And so God says to Cain, you will find your emotions doing what you want them to do if you do the right thing. You will find your countenance lifted up. You will find your face changing. You and I in this year have got to choose to be that way. We've got to choose to, to be that kind of person. And God says, you know what? It will affect your face. So focus on God and do the right thing till your feelings change and it affects your face. So what do you do? You need to know that God will deliver you. Psalm 34, 18 says this, the Lord is near. And who's he near to? He's near to the brokenhearted. Save those who are crushed in spirit. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but, but the Lord delivers them out of them all. But the Lord delivers them out of them all. Not some, all, all, all. And you can rise up. Earlier we had you hear Amanda's story and we shocked her. We caught her off guard by giving her the boldly bless for her mom. By the way, anybody else get touched by that? That we got to do that together. But the reason she was being interviewed is because we wanted you to hear her story. The story of rising up. The story of what happens when you focus on God and you let him hold your hand. So right now, I want you to hear, I want you to focus on Amanda's story. So about six years ago, um, I was in a really dark place. Um, I had been assaulted and did not cope with that at all. Um, I fell into a pretty deep depression, uh, and it was in the darkest place I've ever been. It felt hopeless. I was just broken and lost and just barely functioning. God was always with me. He's never left me, but I was so far from God that it just felt utterly hopeless. The deeper I sank and the deeper I fell into that, the more my spirit and my soul was just crying out for Jesus. I would come to Crossroads and just sit and attend every sermon that I knew of that was happening at the time, um, and I'd just sit there and listen to Pastor Chuck. Um, and every time he made the invitation, I knew that I had to go, but I couldn't, couldn't get my feet to move. By the end of the year, that year, I had a DUI, and I lost my job and my friends and my car, and I just was at ground zero. The following January, I sat in church and Pastor Chuck was giving the invitation and I made the walk to recommit, but it wasn't like a, a, a joyous moment for me. It was, I was just so broken and for me it was just a surrender. But I rebuilt my life from scratch and I couldn't make it here to church so I started attending online because I could do that regularly and I knew I would never be late, I would never miss the service. Within about a year, um, I was recruited to serve in the online ministry and I found so much purpose in that and sense of community in that because um, I always wanted that church connection growing up and I always struggled with finding a church that made me feel like I really belonged. 
Um, and I found that here. This church and the people in it changed my life. right now, this is your moment to rise up. This is your time. This is your year. But it all begins when you choose to focus on God and you do the right things. So right now, 
Some of you need to choose to commit. There's a couple. Others need to do it with your friends. But you need to say yes to God. You need to choose to rise up. So right now, if you're watching online and you're ready to make that commitment for the first time or to recommit, I want you to do something. I want you to rise up by texting AMEN to 69922. Right now, wherever you are, you text that to us, and we're going to get back to you. But we want you to make a decision to do something, to do the right thing. For those who are here on our campus, I'm going to ask you to do something brave and bold. And that I'm going to ask you is to rise up. If you're ready to commit or recommit, either online, text, amen. But if you're here, I'm going to ask you to do something. I'm going to ask you to stand up, to rise up. And then I want to pray over you, and I'm going to ask you to make that walk. So right now, if that's you, if this is your moment to say, I'm going to do it. I'm going to make this the year. I'm going to make this the time. This is my moment to rise up and not and not let go of God, but have him hold me. Anybody right now, if this is a rise up moment for you, go ahead and stand wherever you are. Just stand right up. Praise God for you, man. That is awesome. Praise God for you guys. That is awesome. Anybody else, if God's calling you, rise up right now. Make that stand for him. Join these men who are doing that. Let me give you just a second more. If God's stirring, just stand right now wherever you are. All right, for each of you guys, man, praise God for you. Let me pray for you. Father, I thank you for each of these men that have chosen to rise up and focus on you and chosen to rise up and commit to you. May they know your love. And God, I pray for people online that are choosing to rise up right now and are texting in. May they know your love. May they know your presence. May they know, Lord, how much you care about them. I praise you, God, for them. And I pray they know that you know them and they matter. No matter where they are right now, you know them and they matter. All of you have chosen to make this commitment. I just want you to pray a simple prayer with me. Say these words. Just whisper and say, Jesus, I commit my life to you. I say yes to you. And I say yes to the life you have for me. Take me now. And make me yours. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.